Hello and welcome to this FT Advisor in Focus CPD podcast in partnership with 7am, where we will discuss how to run an efficient retirement advice business. Retirement income is a complex area to advise on, as clients have many different ideas of what they want from their retirement. It is also a tricky area to advise on, as changing economic and market environments can have a big impact on a client's gradually shrinking funds. So, how do advisors navigate this important area of advice? What solutions are out there for them to streamline their business? And what are providers doing to help advisors be the most efficient they can be? With me here to discuss this today are Jamie Clark, Pension Specialist at Quilter, Richard Howes, Chief Operating Officer at Sesame Bankhole Group, and Verona Kenny, Managing Director of Intermediary at 7am. After listening to this podcast, which qualifies for CPT, you will be able to... Describe what an efficient retirement advice business looks like. Explain ways to make retirement income advice more efficient. Communicate how providers can help streamline the retirement advice process. Hi all, thanks for joining us today. Um, Jamie, let's start with you. What's, it's a bit of a big question, but what does an efficient retirement advice business look like? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, and I think... What's happening just now in the market is that the FCA are doing a thematic review on retirement advice, and it's likely that they will identify such efficiencies. I mean, I can't speak for an advice business myself, but I think it's fair to say that any business will have some operational inefficiencies in in the process. With the new consumer duty, we're all required in the value chain from provider to advisor to investment house to provide the best outcomes for clients and offer fair value. And I think to do so, it's worth being just open and honest about any efficiencies within your own business, you know, us included, not just advisor firms as well. And the stuff you would expect the FCA to look at would be things like in the retirement advice market and specifically the longevity of drawdown income. It's constantly been an issue since pension freedoms came in that people might run out of money too quickly. And if they have, it's likely the FCA will ask why that is the case. And our advisors stress testing clients' income to make sure it will last as long as they need it to. Have annuities factored into discussions is another thing they might look at as well just now. And again, looking at the efficiencies of the annuity market, the rates have improved. So is that part of the discussions? What about the investment strategies? How does that look? What does that look like? Is that an efficient process within the advisor business? Are there lots of cash holdings? What does risk transfer look like? All these sorts of things, I think, will be things that we should maybe look at. Mm -hmm. Um, And other tax wrappers as well, not just the retirement income, but other tax wrappers and the the, uh, tax efficient income that they can provide as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Richard, um, Looking at the, the kind of processes that Jamie has just mentioned, what, what are the kind of common inefficiencies when it comes to running these processes in advice firms? What do, what do people, what do advice, your advisor clients tell um, Sesame Bank Hall um, in terms of the, the kind of difficulties they're facing? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously um, within Bank Hall, we serve about 800 firms, three and a half thousand advisors. And, and actually what they what they tell us is um, the story is about three things. The first is basic data collection is a real inefficiency. So um, 
you know, if you're giving advice to a consumer on retirement, whether it's accumulation or deaccumulation, you know, there's an awful lot of information that needs to be collected. Now, some of it needs to be done face to face, the soft facts around, you know, what the customer wants to achieve. But there's an awful lot of data that could be collected um, remotely or, or, or through technology, which would save an awful lot of time uh, for the advisor. And actually, I think would be a better experience for the customer. So I think that's number one. The second one that that we we hear takes an awful lot of time, and this sort of references something that Jamie touched on, is how many clients really underestimate um, their mortality. Um, you know, they, they sort of come in with a view that, well, my income only needs to last on 75, and then that, that'll be me, um, when the reality is they're probably going to live a lot longer. Um, and then the third one is just around simplification. If you look at that advice process, um, there's an awful lot of time spent, you know, completing psychomet- uh, uh, psychometric risk questionnaires um, or, or getting them to complete, you know, l- lots of different calculators when when really where the advisor adds value um, is around that conversation with the customer about what do they want to achieve, how do they want to live, what kind of lifestyle do they want to um, enjoy uh, in retirement. So I think within the advice process itself, advisors are crying out for solutions to come and take some of that inefficiency away and at the same time create a better experience for the consumer. Absolutely. Um, now, Verona, what's from, from your perspective, provider's perspective, where do you think are the main inefficiencies and, and, and how can advisors make the, their businesses more efficient? Great question, but I'm going to start with just reflecting on what we've just heard there is that I think this proves a really big point that what we've been saying is that the industry have let advisors and their clients down. We failed to really deliver since pension freedoms. We got to pension freedoms, and who can believe that's like nearly eight years ago, and the innovation to actually help advisors deliver for their clients actually hasn't really been there. And I think that's a, you know, that's a reflection that we've taken ourselves. Now, with pension freedoms, the freedoms came the word choice, flexibility, all of those great things. But demanding choice and flexibility is one thing, but then you have too much choice. And then when there's too much choice, that's when the inefficiencies arise Um, because it can be so overwhelming and you're looking one place, another place, another place to actually answer all the questions to build what we call a really strong retirement plan. It really takes advisors to work out how to put the retirement puzzle together each and every time to get the best outcomes for the clients. So I think as an industry, you know, not just as a single provider, I'm, you know, I'd never say one provider is going to have this great, big, really hot new product that's going to answer everything. Uh, But I think together, as an industry, we can come together to lay out these are all the pieces of the puzzle. And then here we can help you put them together and it also extend it from just being efficient, it needs to be engaging. You know, we need to take the clients on the journey. And for me, that's just as critical, especially, dare I say it, consumer duty, all of the regulation that we've got coming our way. It is about doing it in an efficient and engaging way for the client. Mm-hmm. And can you identify any particular kind of inefficiencies? I think that one big inefficiency is when you have so much choice and then pulling it 
together and going through all the work that needs to be done, whether that is, right, do I go now and do some quotes on annuities? Do I look at maybe a new kind of guaranteed product? Do I look at the SIP? And do, does the client go into tailor drawdown or flexi drawdown or not drawdown at all? It's looking at all those different pieces with all those different scenarios and and pulling it together for the client. So really what I think advisors should be demanding of the industry is you know those solutions that can be housed in one place able to run all different client scenarios in a flexible and efficient way and then playing that back to the client in a really engaging manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Richard, what's um what is typically the first thing that you would um, tell an advice business, retirement advice business that comes to you and asks for help with, um, with, with efficiencies? Where's the, what's the first area we'd kind of tackle? Our, our first piece of advice would be to decide in the firm who does what. Um, you know, we, we see on too many occasions chartered financial planners doing things around the advice process that could be either automated or could be done by somebody else. You know, and this and this sort of relates to to Verona's point really around, you know, how does the, how can the industry get itself sorted out so that we can uh, use data, connect uh, IT systems and propositions together, so that we can make we can make that whole journey more efficient. But you know, that that's what we tend to spend a lot of our time talking to people about is to say, why are you as a chartered financial planner when you're the biggest thing you can do for your client is spend time with them doing some of this other work when that can either be given to somebody else in your firm or indeed outsourced. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, Verona has um, alluded to the role of the providers in helping advisors kind of, you know, streamline their businesses. Jamie, what, um, what, what do you think? What, what role can providers play, um, especially post pension freedoms and consumer duty to help advisors streamline their businesses? Yeah, I think, I think there's a few things, and I think maybe the first thing just um, uh, to, to to talk about something that, that Richard mentioned earlier on, gathering all the information. Perhaps one thing that might help all this in the future is pension dashboards, which is a government initiative, of course, but which providers will no doubt uh, produce a pensions dashboard that will help people to come together. So that's just one example where perhaps industry and government can come together to make that a lot easier and streamline process when people get to retirement to find all their pensions in one place. Um, but in essence, from our, from, from our perspective, from a quilter's perspective, it's just about the support and tech available. So no, no two providers or platforms will be the same, even if advisors sometimes feel like they are just all the same. Uh, but there are little things there that can make a huge difference. Uh, and, uh, and really it's about, again, it's about efficiency. It's about streamlining the advisor's business. If you have administration staff, for example, uploading documents every single month onto a system in order to provide a client's income, arguably that's not well. It isn't as efficient as a system that does that automatically. A fire and forget, set up the client's income and leave it alone until you review it instead of having to do that every single month. So that's one area that the tech and, and the platform and the provider can offer that streamlining to advisors. Um, pension freedoms, uh, as uh, Verona mentioned, is a lot of flexibility and a lot of choice. And really, that's about tax. So pension freedoms is all about tax. It's about generating money for the exchequer. If we can save clients tax, that is vitally important. So getting the right retirement solution in place that does that 
I think is is really vital going forward as well. And if you think about, I mean, the, the, the Natural Post recently reported that 1,000 people every day are triggering the money purchase annual allowance. 1,000 people a day are triggering the money purchase annual allowance, inhibiting their ability to pay into pensions. They don't have to do that. There are ways of extracting money under pension freedoms that don't trigger the money purchase annual allowance, but some providers might not offer these. But looking at the whole, the holistic view of the retirement income and what the provider and the platform or whatever it is offers that. Um, things like managing cash. Again, some advisor firms manage cash account to provide the client with income. What if someone forgets to do that? What if someone's off ill? So all these small things, all the sort of different, slight differences between providers can make a massive difference to the cost involved in managing that within an advisor's business. And if that's across a multiple client bank, that just keeps on added up, adding up and adding up. Mm-hmm. And do you think, um, do you think, Jamie, that providers have done enough to innovate since the pension freedoms? Yes and no, I think I would say to that one. So Pension freedoms does offer this massive flexibility um, and there are some that are still behind in that. And especially with the legacy contracts. So if you think about death benefits in particular, an area that we are particularly interested in because of the recent budget changes, there are some plans that do not provide a drawdown for a beneficiary. They just don't do it. And that's the type of thing I think that causes real consumer harm and we need to address uh, better than we have already. It's usually legacy contracts and providers there don't really have an interest of updating the systems or process to allow drawdown, but it can deliver real consumer harm. So there are some occasions where it, where it hasn't responded as well as it should. But in other cases, it has responded as well as it could. And it does offer, you know, some providers out there will offer the full range of flexibility offered by pension freedoms. The issue there is navigating through exactly what the client needs are rather than what the client wants are in delivering the retirement solution that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What about um, you, Richard? Do you think the providers have done enough to innovate and are there any innovations that have caught your eye? In all honesty, I think um, I think the providers um, you know, could have done more. Um, you have individual providers that I think have, have, have done a lot, have really engaged with, um, with the advisory sector and seeking to understand what would what would really help what what i find frustrating is the consistency of of that support so you get some providers moving at much faster pace than others which is um which is problematic in itself for an advisor who's you know who's working across the board um i think the platforms um if you want to pick out where where i think we have seen innovation i think the platforms starting to integrate uh, tools into their into their propositions to help advisors has been a real win. Um, but look, we we do need the whole of the uh, the provider community to get behind not just pensions dashboard because pensions dashboard is just one part of the answer, um, but really get behind open source data as a way of um, pulling together everyone's portfolio and being able to see it in one place. Because you know, good financial planning isn't just about your your pension wrapper. It's all your other assets, including your house and and maybe uh, for some people, the sale of your business. So I think we've got to have all of the pensions providers um, getting on board. I think the platforms have done um, really well. Uh, I'll, I'll finish on a positive point. I think the engagement from providers on consumer duty has been really positive. 
actually we we are we are getting uh, a lot of good feedback about that so um you know if they can pull together um and and uh and really support the advisor which will support the consumer um then i think we can take this forward very very quickly but uh, as i say consistency has been a problem mm-hmm. okay um now verona 7am has has been a little bit active in the retirement income space lately um and you've launched a new income solution. What was the thinking behind that? Yeah, so it was twofold. Firstly, we knew we couldn't do everything ourselves. And we knew that to deliver what advisors and their clients needed actually meant that we were going to have to work in partnership with other providers. And we really wanted to make that um, a, a firm part of how we're delivering. You know, I think Richard and Jamie had, you know, a lot of areas that they need to think about and you need to cover when you're pulling together retirement um plan for a client and I firmly believe that actually it takes us all as industry providers to get that together to deliver. In regards to what we've been doing, uh, we've been doing a range of things so a really good um, example of us working together, we've been working with Just, we have put their secured lifetime income product onto the platform but it's just not onto the platform, it sits within the 7IM SIP. So it's a product that sits within the SIP and then the, then the ability for the client and the advisor to agree, will they take the guaranteed monthly income every month out of the SIP or will they leave it in the SIP and reinvest it until the time that they need it? So it just gives that flexibility. At any point in time, they can take the money out of the SIP or they can say, I don't need it and leave it reinvested working for them. It's those kind of things that are really important to give that flexibility. We've also got our retirement income solution, which is at the heart of it, a a bucketing approach um, that advisors can work with their clients to put it in simple terminology, bucket out their money, short, medium and long term, and then put an investment solution within each of those. Now, what's really important about that and how we've done that, with the different buckets that can sit within the different wrappers as well. So you're just going to get that ultimate flexibility when it comes to, oh, I want to leave this money in the tax-efficient environment or actually I'm happy to take this money out of that particular wrapper. How we've worked with the industry there is that, yes, we have some investment solutions, but we also wanted to you know, work with other discretionary managers and enable their investment solutions to sit within the retirement income solution to make sure that there's just that choice there because choice is so important when you're sitting down and you're talking with a client for money that's really going to have to last them for, say, the next 30, 40, however many lucky years they've got left. So choices is so important. And I really believe that we need to work together to deliver that. The other element that I'll just touch on is the engagement piece, and we cannot forget how important that is. We need to take clients on the journey. Clients have worked their whole working life to build up this pot of money that is their pot of money that's going to see them through to the rest of their life. They need to be engaged with it, and we need to put it into whether it's a digital means, whether it's paper, whether it's diagrams, whether it's you know whatever we're going to do in a way that they can really engage with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And um, what do the others think? Is this, I mean, is this the kind of, you know, innovation that the market is really crying out for? Is the kind of ability to literally, um, you know, pick your products and all of them kind of work with your platform and work with your management systems? Is that what we need to see more of? So, so from my perspective, I, I think it is. Um, you know, I, uh, I certainly welcome uh, the innovation that, that Verona's just talked through. Um, 
but, but you know, go back to customers. Customers need this to be more simplistic than it is. You know, part of the issue we've still got with retirement planning is it's all too very, it's all too complicated for customers. Um, so anything that makes it easy for them to understand what they have, understand where they are in terms of um, moving towards their goals, um, and has the flexibility for the advisor to deliver that, I think is a is a positive thing. But you know, again, I'll, I'll come back to the point, and I guess I guess I would say this, but you know. Part of the answer here is we've got to get better at integrating technology um, in looking at sharing data across technology systems so that we can, at the click of a button, be able to share with the customer exactly where they are. But uh, but to go back to, go back to the first question, I, I, I do think it's this kind of innovation that will, will move us forward. Mm -hmm. And what do you think, Richard? Is this, is this kind of what you're hearing from advisors, that they just want to be able to you know, use the products in more flexible, I suppose, way. Yeah, we do. We 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 get that a lot. Um, I think what you what you find is, you know, uh, advisors who are having to sort of think about you know multiple uh, propositions to serve the client's need. Um, it it just makes things a lot more complicated, and again, harder for the uh, for the advisor to ultimately talk the customer through. So I think if you can do if you can do more in one place, and look, that's That's the way that consumer behavior is moving nowadays. You know, you want to, you want fewer places to go to to be able to serve more of your needs. So I think it's absolutely uh, in line with consumer behavior moving forward. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, now, I just want to um, talk about one other aspect um, as we finish off, and that's a centralized retirement proposition. Is that something that is that advisors are still finding useful in the current environment where things the economic situation has really changed and and perhaps some people are saying you know um, plans may have to be more bespoke than than what you can achieve with a centralized uh, proposition what do you think richard so uh, again the feedback we get is it can it can be it can be too easy to follow uh, a centralized uh, retirement process um And, and the danger is that what, what you do then is you reduce the ability to tailor the advice that you can give um, to customers. So I think uh, CRPs definitely have their place, um, but I don't think they should be the, the, the be all and end all. I think we have to retain the ability to go outside of the CRPs to cater for individual needs. And, and again, if you look at the way um, advice is going, you've got people who are looking for more um, individual solutions. So there's a there is a question mark of whether CRPs will be uh, less attractive and less used in the future. But right here, right now, I still think they have a place. But but retain the flexibility to go outside if you need to. Mm -hmm. What's your view, um, Rona, on CRPs? You know, it's interesting because when we say CRPs, whether it stands for centralised retirement proposition or process, I'm actually of the view now that maybe it's more of a framework. Because I think what, you know, there there needs to be something that is robust, repeatable, that, you know, has flexibility. But it's very, but you know, is it a process or actually here's a framework? Because what we've got to get to, and I think we've just touched on it there, is it really needs to be bespoke to the client. 
And that bespoking is over and above any bespoking that you'll ever get in, dare I say, a centralised investment proposition because of the, the tax implications, because of the longevity risk that the client has, because of all the different factors that go into that. Some clients may want to leave a lot of money to, say, their lucky children. Other clients... Maybe not. So because you've got so many different levers here, I feel that maybe it's got to turn into more of a, a framework than a process that can give that ultimate flexibility. But at the same time, it must be robust and repeatable so that it always gets to the good consumer outcomes that we all want. Mm -hmm. That makes uh, that makes sense. What about you, Jamie? What, what's your view on CRPs? Um, yeah, so what we've seen is advisors using the same investment proposition pre and post retirement, which is might be the actual solution that's required if the client isn't taking income for a certain amount of time. Um, but what we've also seen, of course, is some specifically targeted retirement propositions coming under stress because of the financial crisis um, over the over the past few months or so, in fact, since since last uh, since last year. So CRPs are still appropriate, I think, but it's just building them and using, as Verona said, the framework to get that right for the client and what the client needs are. And that's about longevity. And it also might include the inclusion of annuity um, guaranteed income and underlying guaranteed income as well. Great, great stuff. Um, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much um, to our guests. Uh, it's really, really good to talk to you about this topic. Um, and thank you for listening. Please remember to bank your CPD by answering the six questions in the article below. Um, after listening to this podcast, you'll be able to describe what an efficient retirement advice business looks like, explain ways to make retirement income advice more efficient, communicate how providers can help streamline the retirement advice process.